da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Welcome back, ma'am, fam, here and around the world for an exciting edition of Mad About Movies. Yes, we promise that this one, the first exciting episode we'll ever do. <laughs> that I can guarantee. I've never thrown that out there before. This one, it's going to be exciting. We, got a, failed, got that we failed in that uh, like 500 yeah. times. But tonight, that's this is the difference maker. I can tell. It can is. Tell. Yeah. We don't say that every night. But right. uh, but tonight it's gonna be gonna it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, um, we got sharks. Um, we have uh, we have like an obstacle course that we set up that we'll have to run through while we record. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be like Wipeout on ABC <laughs> in the summer. I was going so. for more of a global guts feel, but okay, yeah. okay, sure, sure. Michael Malley, you know, yeah, that's after the break, right? Yeah, right, gotcha. Yeah. Of course, or. or Oh my gosh! We can get. I don't want to get on a Michael Malley tangent. Let me start this the show. Um, the original O'Malley, out. Michael the, the O'Malley, Michael O'Malley. <laughs> the uh, keep doing your thing, Playboy. Um, yeah, so exciting times. A bunch of thirty year olds talking about Pokemon. I mean, what could possibly be better spent uh, use of your time, your hour and a half today, uh-huh. whatever uh-huh. you're doing in life, whether you're headed to work, you're at work, you don't have a job. It's a probably, uh, if you don't have a job, that's probably like, I'll spend my, my day listening to some 30 year olds talk about the Pokemon movie. Um, but nonetheless, this is worthy of our discussion tonight. Um, because it was a very popular movie this past weekend. It threatened mm-hmm. the, uh, the crown, uh, threatened the <laughs> throne who it threatened the iron throne at the end, but didn't quite yeah. get there. Mm-hmm. Um, Podrick got it. Just- yeah. Spoiler alert, Podrick's on the Iron Throne. It was Egret the whole time. <laughs> Egret, the wildling chick. Um, so, um, so yeah, it's, um, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how the next few weeks play out for Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Um, it won the weekend, shockingly, actually. It looked for a while on Friday like it wasn't going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the midway on Saturday, they went ahead and made the call that um, that it was going to track at about sixty five million, and P- uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu would track at around sixty, and I think it ended up with fifty eight, something like that, yeah. um, in the weekend. So respectable, considering mm-hmm. the uh, competition out there. Considering the week before there was no competition for Avengers, and it made like one hundred and fifty, seventy five, <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah. So I like to think that had Detective Pikachu not come out, and it was just another throwaway week before uh, the mm-hmm. summer gets cranked up here, um, that uh, Avengers would have made another hundred million. But um, but yeah, people people definitely came out for for Detective Pikachu on Friday. It won. It actually was the first movie to win a day since Avengers has come out. Um, in the U.S. and it won Friday yeah. um, in those screenings. So should we're going to talk about should've it. Should have left it to the hustle. I, I think that's what would have taken Avengers. Yeah. Down. Well, I saw Palms this weekend. Right. Only Palms. I'm a, I'm a Diane Keaton completist. I have yeah. to. Yeah. Well, I know. I've I've seen everything. The yeah. yeah. My, all my, over your apartment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Some people call it a man cave. I call it a Keaton cave. It's just. <laughs> It's Father of the Bride one, Father of the Bride two. I mean, it is it is popping in here. It is. It's great. Um, so 
it's going to be interesting to see, like I said, how the next few weeks play. We've got John Wick this weekend, and we've got Aladdin, I believe the week after that, or the last week in May, Memorial Weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's going to be um, even more competition for Avengers Endgame. Nonetheless, it is securely in second place and um, should be past Avatar by this next week at the, at the very latest, I would think. Um, and so that's good, right? We get another <laughs> yeah, James Cameron sure. tweet um, congratulating them with some kind yeah. of pun, some kind of drawing with a... It was funny it, and classy of him. That's yeah. part of what drives us crazy about James Cameron is... There's no way he did that. There's no yeah, way. But, but that was so his he, team. That's sure, but he was the face of it. And that takes... <laughs> there's, some, uh, there's some sense of humor about oneself to that. There's like... James Cameron is like 80% awesome. And the 20% you're like, bro, come on. Like, just... What's awesome cool. about him are his movies. Everything else is not awesome about him, I, in my opinion. I think he's like on the surface as a <laughs> just like I watch his movies all day. I love the end product, but like everything from point A to point B is just <laughs> lock me in a room. Like I'd rather be in a locked in a room probably for 30 days and then have to work with them. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. This personality he is kind of a control freak. Dude. I think that's for sure. But that's, you know, he has a right to be of, arrogant though cuz he's made like way. literally the the best movies ever. I mean the, yeah. the most successful movies right. ever. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say the best, but sure. the most successful. Right. Okay. He's been to the bottom of the ocean, dude. You haven't. No, so, I I totally respect what he does. <laughs> I I'm a big I'm actually a big James Cameron fan. That's what's funny because I yeah, love Titanic yeah, and I yeah, love yeah. Terminator and Aliens and all, and all that. Um that's what's funny is I, I can't stand the person, but I love him. Avatar He's probably the only man. person that, I mean, I don't know these directors because a lot of them stay, you know, behind the scenes, uh, mm-hmm. thankfully. But uh, he's probably the only one that I like 90% of his work and can't stand the person. <laughs> like, usually there's like some personality traits about the person that I like that kind of leads into my affection. Mm-hmm. But but that I, it's pure it's purely in the the art so that's good that's good that you can like somebody's art who that you can't stand you know sure. you're not blinded by that or whatever right but there you go that's how I feel about probably every rock star or <laughs> musician you would guess right like most of them yeah not you yeah, true but you know like the famous ones yeah you never want to know really famous you, know, ones, you never right? want to meet famous people you never yeah, want that. exactly yeah that's never. exactly right that's what we say all the time it's it's obviously I don't mean like big important bad things scandalous things things like that but like if you meet brian cranston in, in a coffee shop and he's a jerk to you well guess what they all are i mean it's that's the way that it the way that it goes it's yeah. just don't don't be surprised i'm all i like i've said a million times the only people that would it would hurt me if i found out they were bad people are like tom hanks john krasinski bill Emily murray blunt and uh, Bill Murray has a little cantankerousness to him. If you catch him on the wrong day, and that's oh fine. really? He's he's he's, ent- he's totally entitled to that. It's fine, no no problem. But uh, you know, if I met Bill Murray and he was a jerk to me, it would not it would not impact my viewing of him because I'd be like, well, yeah, he's Bill Murray. So that's funny. Cool. I had a uh, I have a coworker who's like the biggest Vince Vaughn fan ever. <laughs> like buys his salamis and everything. Yeah, that's, no, that's like can quote every Vince Vaughn movie. <laughs> And and what so a bad skill to have. And so That's... every year we we go out to California because um, 
our team trains out there for three weeks every year. So we all the Dallas have to, Diamonds. We had, so yes. yeah, the, the Dallas Wings, WNBA, <laughs> we all go out there and no, we, uh, the Cowboys have to train out there. And, and so our whole office moves out there. And so every year they take our company down on a tour bus down to go eat in Malibu, like, like on the, on the company, you know, they put them in a bus and they drive them down there. I didn't go, I was, I think I was doing the podcast actually, um, mm-hmm. seeing a movie, doing the podcast instead on like, that would have been my one free night of the week. So I was like, I think I can do the <laughs> podcast instead of go eat sushi. Um, so they went down there and they went to Nobu and Vince Vaughn was there and my coworker saw him and was like, man, this is literally like, it's like if you walked in Brian and Dirk standing right there, it's like, <laughs> dude, normally I wouldn't do this, but this is like the number one of all time for me. And so he went up to Vince Vaughn and was like, Hey, Hey man, I normally wouldn't do this, but can I get a picture? And Vince Vaughn's like, no, but thanks. And like completely (laughs) shut him down and just crushed his dreams. Like his number one. (laughs) And so he was like, man, I totally understand. But like, still it it crushed me. I was like, yeah, I I would be too. Don't, don't go up to the people that you admire that much and hope that they're not a jerk. That's never, it's not, especially if they're out in public eating, you know, trying to live a normal life. Right. Like normal person. You, you might be right. Like you, you may be dead on completely factual in your statement of, I never do this. I would never do this. However, but like 4 million people a day say that to them, you know, like 4 million people come up to Vince Vaughn are like, Hey man, I never do this. And I, I don't, I don't mean to bother you, but I freaking loved you in swingers. Can I take a picture with you? Like all day, that's all you're getting. That's a beat down. So yeah, he's, he's totally right to be like, Nope. Thanks. Anyway, he couldn't get over the smell. First, he had to get over <laughs> yeah, the smell I mean, he before he asked him. Fog and yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah, it was. Kudos to him for for uh, shooting a shot and getting and making it making an attempt at it. So Richard is not here. If you haven't noticed oh, already, Richard is going to join us for the review portion. Though he's running a little behind. He's traveling, and so he'll he'll join us here in a second, along with a guest to review Pokemon because he made time out of his busy schedule for that to go see it. I love the disdain in your voice for Pokemon. Hey, you know what? I'm going to talk about Pokemon because I grew up with Pokemon and so I'm very familiar with it. So I don't have disdain in my voice, but I know Richard (laughs) will. Uh, So I'm excited for that, uh, what that will lead to here in a few minutes. But um, shout out to the VIPs, the MAM VIPs that hang out with us um, every week after this show. We do another episode, and that is released to our VIPs. And uh, the last one that was released in conjunction with today's release was Star Wars, I mean Star Trek 2009, which is celebrating 10 years. So we went back and, and uh, looked back at kind of the impact of that, the origin of that movie, and all uh, that implies in the VIP. So if you're interested in that, head on over to madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP, sign up. It's a dollar a week and you get all of our bonus episodes. I think we've got over a hundred, maybe a hundred now wow. on that feed, something like that. Um, throwbacks, all kinds of AMAs, radio hits that we do, um, bonus um, episodes that Brian and his friends do, mad about sports, mad about music, mm-hmm. those kinds of things are released over there. And so if that interests you, it's a dollar a week. I mean, that's like 99 cents a week. That's like one, one 
donut a week out of your life that you're taking. And you get all <laughs> those extra podcasts and um, a lot of other perks too. We just sent out our um, our pins to everybody, and we got some more gifts coming th- that way. So yeah. thank you to those people. A special shout out to them. And just a reminder, we've got our monthly AMA coming up in the VIP where you can ask us anything you want, and we answer those in a special podcast released to those people. So this week, get your questions ready and look for that thread um, midway through this week and uh, put those on there. But I want to make an official announcement for everybody, for the uh, General Mam fam, that uh, we have a special voice voicemail line for the show oh. now. Um, this is going to be a new yes. segment that we're going to incorporate into the show. And uh, this is for everybody. If you have a thought on a movie, if you have a thought on one of us, if you have a um, something you want to chime in on a review that we didn't touch on and you want to let us know, um, you can call this number and leave us a voicemail, and we can play that back on the show the next week in a little segment that we're going to do a fan voicemail-style segment. So if you want to get involved in that, um, you're going to have to take the own charges. It's not a toll-free number, but... Um, <laughs> Most people have like 9,000 minutes they don't use anyway because nobody talks on the phone. So the number is 214-308-1308. That's the number, 214-308-1308. Put that in your, num- in your phone now as ma'am. You can call us after the episode airs. Um, anything we've done in the past, any question you have for us, throw it on there, and we'll s- sift through those every couple weeks and, and take the best questions and for a new segment. So excited to see what that um, what comes out of that in our new uh, Ask the Mam Fam segment? I guess that'll be what it's called. So two one four three zero eight thirteen zero eight, and that's actually the prequel to fourteen zero eight. Is thirteen zero eight? It's Stephen King's working on it mm-hmm, right. as we speak. Um, so thank you to those people. Okay, Brian, yeah. it wouldn't be a Mad About Movies episode without a little bit of movie news, rumors, rumblings. Mm-hmm. So let's do it. Movie news, yes. rumors, and rumblings. That's awesome. Let's. The filibustering begin. Okay, so this is a little bit more industry-related, but we love to talk movie industry, especially movie-going industry. And uh, this pertains to a little company we love around here called MoviePass. Mm. Um, I want to check in check in with uh, MoviePass, see what they're up to <laughs> these days. Um, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because we have a, a, a metric that's been released for the competitors of MoviePass. Mm. And um, the latest metric states that AMC's A-list is standing at 785,000 subscribers. Wow. Three times more than MoviePass right now, um, which is still somehow has a quarter million how how like what are we doing those that's surely that's people who are dead and their credit card still exists somewhere right like just statistically you know you add up all the people who had movie pass and one out of four people you know are gonna die well one two three four carry the three (laughs) yeah that 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 works those are all dead people so they're gonna have a quite a a lot of paperwork to go through with the government to get all those (laughs) just kidding um 250,000 people. I'm sure a bunch of that is like people who signed up for the year yeah. in advance and then just got hosed immediately. But also, if you go, I told you guys this, uh, you and Richard, we were talking about this the other day. If you go on Movie Pass's uh, Twitter feed and just like, or search their mentions or whatever, you'll see people on, a, I mean, today, it's like you'll caps, see people just from like, today. Rah! 
who are like, hey, I just signed up for MoviePass yesterday and it's not working. What gives? You're like, bro, like what? Where have you been for the last two years? Like, this is not a new thing. Who Who is still signing up for this? It's it's amazing. It's a there. If there's one department at MoviePass that still works, it's I guess it's the advertising because they're still getting it out there and getting people to give them 15 bucks a month to do literally nothing. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, class action is is <laughs> apparently they um have some kind of clause in their uh terms and conditions that says you can't sue them. <laughs> Okay. Well, so that'll 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 hold up in in court, I'm sure. Like, yeah, the fraud is not going to throw that out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I wish. The, too bad the Firefest people didn't think to put that in their terms and conditions, right? Yeah. If the festival doesn't happen, you too bad. It just doesn't. <laughs> Forgot about that. Right. Thanks for the loan. Appreciate it. Yeah. The you thought the Firefest doc was good. The movie movie pass <sighs> oh, doc man. is going to be. Can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be. You know what's even worse though 10, is is uh, Cinemia, who's now completely they're they're completely defunct um, mm. at this point. I think they're just completely shut down. Um, I, I was with Cinemia for about a day after <laughs> after movie. I thought you were gonna say year. <laughs> no, no, it was <laughs> about a. You know how day. with Movie Pass, it was like guys, like I I feel like we went through a period where. Because we went through a period where we loved it. We were super. Oh, there was a, there was like a nine month constantly. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It, it was there was great. a nine month period where it was like too good to be true. Like this, yeah. oh, I absolutely. used it so much. I recommend it was my like recommend yeah. of the year for the year. that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all, we all loved it. And then we went through a phase where we were like, it's like we were rooting for them. We knew it wasn't going to happen. It was that it was over, but we were rooting for them to figure out how to how to get this thing going. And you're like, come on, guys, y'all, you can do this, please. And then we were all like, eventually we all had to bail. Cinemia was the exact opposite of that. I was on for literally a day and I was like, Oh no, no, I, I am, I, you are doing fraud. Like this is not a mistake. This is not, we're trying our best. This is you're stealing from people and you know it. it I made the illusion the other day on with uh, one of our friends on Twitter that was like, uh, the, I feel, I feel like movie pass was the part of fire fraud where you're not quite sure that they know that they're committing fraud and they're just, not equipped to do this job. They're just idiots. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then Sanemi is the part where you're like, Oh no, no, no. Okay. They knew exactly what they were doing. They're committing fraud. This is, that's what it was horrendous. It was one of maybe the worst customer service experience I've ever had in my life. It was unbelievably bad. So don't rest in peace. I'm glad that you're gone as a company. I, yeah, I just wanted to endorse. I I've gone with, uh, with a list ever since I dropped movie pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the reasons that you outlined of <laughs> opening the app and it just being nothing like a blank screen. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I'm not going to pay nine ninety nine a month for a blank screen. That's not, yeah. not what I'm going to do. Um, and so I did the A-list thing and it was great. It's been great. Um, I've done everything in advance. The only hiccup I've had was trying to buy in-game tickets, right? You know, that first day. Yeah. Um, it's cause all their apps just shut down and all their infrastructure shut down. Um, but that wasn't their fault. I mean, that, that happens. Um, right. But every other time the app's been great. I, you know, sometimes I'm like, uh, you know, I'll book it. I'll book the movie for the weekend. Like once we figure out what we're going to do the review on, I'll book, I'll book it through that. And, um, sometimes I'll have to change times last minute. Something will come up for work and I can just change it right there on the app, you know, boom, boom, and change the time, change it and get my refund. It's, it's beautiful. Um, so, it, it, I could not endorse it more. Um, if you're somebody who sees more than one 
maybe two movies a month, it's definitely worth your uh, worth your investment if you're if you're um, if you're on the party. So I was I was surprised at that number. I, I wouldn't have thought it would yeah. have been that high, Same. but there, there's definitely a market for this kind of product, and MoviePass proved that. But they ran out of money, pure and simple. I mean, had they mm-hmm. kept, had they still have money, they'd still be be going. So um, that's really that's really it. They they just um, they spent their money way too fast. It's funny. There was an actual article, maybe it was New York Times or Wall Street Journal, a couple of weeks ago. Did did kind of a piece on MoviePass, and some some ex one of the ex people said that the nine ninety nine a month um, subscription was supposed to be a like a one week promotion or something like that. But Gosh. after that week, they got such good press mm-hmm. that they're like, no, we're, we're, the numbers are still growing. We're good. And then like the person behind the scenes who was running the numbers was like, y'all need to turn this off. You're gonna mm-hmm. like, this is not good. Right. And they just never did. And they, they just sank the company too fast. Yeah. Like they, if they had shut it off a month, two months later, and then, you know, maybe once a year for a week, put it for nine ninety nine where you can go grab it for, you know, through the annual thing for a discount where you can go grab it for the annual for a discount, something like that, some promotion once a year. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, that's what it, it's funny that what people liked about it was actually just yes. a fake promotion that ended up going really well accidentally. And then it ended up sinking the company. So mm-hmm. that's incredible. Yep. And, um, RIP movie pass, but, um, but yeah, that's that's uh, what's going on with them. It apparently still exists. And <laughs> if you PSA, if you still got it and you haven't checked the app in a couple months for some reason, check it. And if it still works for you, Richard said his still works. I don't know if I believe that, but yeah, I've opened see... it and like there's like two theaters in the right. entire right um, fifty right mile now, radius. For us, yeah, yeah. For here, us in DFW, I'm looking at it now. You can see. Uh, Dumbo now, but you have to go to McKinney and only between the hours of, of noon and, and one thirty. So <laughs> two just... showings at, at noon in McKinney, right. you can see Dumbo has been out for two months. Yeah. So it's, it's finally available if you've been, waiting. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm kidding. Incredible. I have no, I don't have the app. I'm just, I'm, yeah. but you know, you know that, that's about what it was like. You, you yeah, are, yeah. there's no like, exaggeration. Okay. I know you guys are really stoked to see Endgame. Um, if you will just wait until maybe like August 1st, August 10th, somewhere in that range, we will let you see it for free. Just just wait till then. That's all you need. That's basically the method at this point. But you want to see uh, Curse of La Lorna? Well, we, can, we can do that for you. We can, we can hook you up on that one. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's, that's actually amazing. Um, so Avengers Endgame is at 2.5 right now. Um. <laughs> So yeah, by next weekend it'll be it'll be number it'll be number one of all time. Mm. So uh, congrats! And um, do you think the Sonic the Hedgehog movie's gonna give it a run for its money, or <laughs> this can be short lived? Uh, for... Doubt it. I doubt it. That's not a good trailer, my man. That's not a good trailer. No, I, I just want to lead into Pokemon talk with uh, with this. Yeah. Um, not at all. You know, I'm a '90s baby for sure. This is nostalgia central for me. Um, I'm I'm not aware that Sonic is a character that any kid cares about anymore. Um, it's not Fortnite. It's not Minecraft. It's not anything in their zeitgeist. I believe for video, don't no kids are playing Genesis. Um, but every hero does have a Genesis. 
Um, <laughs> that 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 Boy. guy got promoted. Whoever whoever Boy. wrote that yeah. got a new office the next morning. He did yeah, slow slow clap. <laughs> he did. Office. They yeah. stood up and walked out and was like, you know what? Just let him leave. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> they carried just, him out. Just everyone just nodded. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah, you know what? I think there's a place for this. I don't know if CGI live action hybrid. It's got a real like kangaroo Jack feel to it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like a <laughs> which um, is of course the highest of compliments. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't if know. You're if, new to the show. That's Kent's. That's the best thing he can say about a movie is to compare it to Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, that'll be on the poster. <laughs> it's got a real kangaroo jack feel to it. <laughs> Kent Garrison. Um, yeah, you know what? Like, so this thing, sh- this should appeal to me 100% uh, because I, I've loved those games when I was growing up. Um, I should be the age to have kids to take them to be excited about this. Um, if I did have a kid, I know they wouldn't be excited. I'm not excited based on this trailer. Um, apparently the fan backlash was intense. For this, enough to yeah. where the director had to come out and say, okay, we're changing the design for Sonic. And so mm. this is a horrible thing. Everyone yes. was like, is, was putting this out there like, this is a great move. And finally, we get the Sonic movie we want. First of all, this movie is dead in the water. It's yeah. not going to change the script. It's not going to change how the movie is shot, directed, um, edited, whatever. Right. Um, to slightly change the proportions of the leg or whatever on Sonic. Um, and all these people are underpaid and overworked already. And yeah. now you're uh, four months from really, I guarantee you this thing had a, had a, uh, you know, print date of like August one, we need the final cut of this done, mm-hmm. you know, like well before the release date. And they're spending that time now. Yeah. Frame by frame going and changing yeah. Sonic. Um, I, I think this is horrible and I hope this movie makes $3 and fails. And, um, I I just don't think this movie ever should have been made. If it did, I think you should do a fun animated reboot of it and make Sonic like really fun for kids and not weird in a normal world with Jim Carrey. You know, I just, it's just begging for nineties kids to want to go see this by bringing Jim Carrey back. And, um, we got some comments, and I'm not going to name, name names or anything. Um, on our Twitter, I'm, I'm mad about movies that said, just good to see Jim Carrey be Jim Carrey again. And I'm, I completely disagree. I want Same. him to do Same. It f- like smart stuff. Like What he's doing on Showtime with that kidding show is exactly what he needs to be doing now with Mike, Michelle Gondry or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he can do funner movies, but don't do 90s reboot remake cartoon uh video game adaptation villains like don't do that kind of movie like do smart yeah. like like do what gareth edwards is doing next like like team up with smart up-and-coming filmmakers that and properties that are i don't know maybe he's just needs money and he's trying to work you know i understand that aspect of it but come on like i'm I, I just feel bad for the guy at this point if this fails it's like he oh, can only take so yeah. much honestly because he's 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 a very fragile person. Yeah, Yeah, little little unhinged as it is. No, I'm I'm totally with you. I I saw plenty of that on on Twitter and 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 our mentions on Facebook and and that's like if you're into that, that's fine. I'm not I'm not I'm not dissing it by any means. I'm just saying for me at least, I think that 
brand of Jim Carrey expired in about 1996, and I don't have any nostalgia for it. Like, I love Dumb and Dumber. We're going to talk about Dumb and Dumber later this year, and I think it is just it's it sort of exists in the moment in that moment of 1994, and it's great there. And then there's other Jim Carrey stuff that I really like with his more serious and even some of his his odder stuff. But like, I we don't need. I don't think anyone needed Ace Ventura or The Mask, Jim Carrey, post-1996, and now it's 2019. I don't... I, and, and look, nostalgia is different for everybody, so I'm well aware of that. I have no nostalgia for that, and I think for a lot of people who do have nostalgia for it, it's not going to go as well as you think it is. You're, you're, going, to, you're going to be sad by the end of the movie for a lot of people because it's... It, I mean, to me, that trailer... Jim Carrey in particular, like the trailer's bad. It's a bad trailer. The movie looks bad. The look of the creature is just horrendous. But I was sad for Jim Carrey. It made me genuinely sad to watch that trailer. It just felt so, so desperate in his it looks like, little moments. Oof. It looks fake, honestly. It looks like a fake movie. Yeah. It looks like, a, uh, like an effects house that's trying mm-hmm. to show off what they can do. And yeah, so they oh, put out totally. this sizzle yeah. reel on YouTube and then s- hoping that some studio would see it and be like, you know what? We should make a Sonic movie, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they actually, you know, that's, that's what it seems like. There was a, um, an effects house that put out a, I don't know if you saw this, Brian, but it kind of went around on, on Facebook and, uh, and, and the like of somebody re-edited the Obi-Wan fight from a uh, new hope with Darth Vader. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, it was very cool. That was cool. That was really cool. Yeah. So that's what it that's what the Sonic movie reminds me of is a mm-hmm. uh is a fan servicey uh fan fictiony version of Sonic that none of the fans like. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Right. Um right. that it doesn't look like Sonic in the lightest uh in the slightest, I mean, and uh and oh, it's 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 pretty bad. So so I'm glad none of us picked that one in the old movie draft. <laughs> but um want to see that yeah. could, what that happens with. All right. Okay. Let's move on to bigger and better things, hopefully, and bring in Richard and a guest and talk Pikachu. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu! So we are all gathered here now, all four of us in the house. We've mm. got uh, Richard Barden back. Hey, Richard. Sups. Got everything worked out. Uh, parole officer left, and you're good now. So I'm ready to rock. And big shout out to uh, Harold. Oh, you're not, you're being not a, with being uh, a, Kurt anymore. A, no, Kurt actually uh, had a criminal record himself. And oh, so wow. they found that. Yeah, that, they they frown on that, and so um, that backfired. So, but he was super chill. I mean, I gotta give him that. But yeah, uh, now this Harold keeps me honest, and uh, you know. Shout out to the real ones. Shout. All right. Um, we are joined by a guest now, Jeff Garrison. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how's it going, uh, cousin Kent? Yeah. Hey, man, it goes good. <laughs> I don't, uh, not a lot of Garrisons out there. Um, and uh, so, yeah, good to have you on. And uh, we're yeah, going to run you through the ringer here before we uh, get started with our review and ask you a few questions. First of all, um, and what's your mini review of Now You See Me in one one sentence? 
Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I may, I may uh, end up getting kicked off, but here's what I got to say. Uh-oh. I have not watched the movie. Oh, okay. That's acceptable. Came, that's so, fine. No, 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 no. Since it came out <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember it being nearly as laughable or as bad as you guys. Okay. No. Say yeah. it is. All right. Well, see you, man. But, it's, it's been great, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I am willing to rewatch and, uh, you know, re, re, reconsider. <laughs> Awesome. Don't look too close. Do not look too close. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, be careful. You do not want to look too close. Um, and so, would you say great movie or greatest movie? Uh, about now you see me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I'd have you to have... say greatest of all time. Okay. Okay. Whoa. So we'll put okay. you down you for greatest. greatest. All right. Yeah. Jeff Garrison, greatest movie of all time. Now you see me. Got got you down. Um, what's your favorite movie of all time? Um. I know that's a tough question, but I guess I'm just going to go with what feels like the safe one for me to say, and that is Jurassic Park. There you go. That is there we go. Safe. That is safe and sound. Way to recover, Jeff. Good job. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Could have gone um, sideways when you said Jurassic, and then it kind of hung. You know, like <laughs> oh, where are we going here? Jurassic Park. That's a good answer. It's like good up answer. until this weekend, it was Jurassic Park. Now it's Ugly Dolls. Like, <laughs> now it's blended. <laughs> yeah, at the moment. Yeah. Now, right now, it's blended. Yeah. <laughs> great, great. One of the best moments in Mem history was that. I know. That was great. Um, okay, so we're gonna get started here, Detective Pikachu. Jeff, why why did you pick this this episode to join us? Well, uh, to be honest, because I was looking through and uh, it was just the first one that jumped out at me because I am a huge Pokemon fan. I am uh, one of those. I am a lifer. I'm a lifelong Pokemon fan. I have a Pokemon tattoo embedded into my skin. I uh, I play I play the Pokemon card game, uh, trading card game competitively. Um, I really I just am in love with the franchise. I have been since I was a kid. Um, so I was very excited for the first uh, live action, you know, full feature film. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to uh, get on here and talk with you fellas about it. There you go. No, I've heard, um, I've heard a lot that this has been in the making for a long time. And this has been something that the fan base has wanted for a long time. I actually saw a stat the other day <clears throat> that said that Pokemon is the top selling media brand of all time when it comes yeah. to overall sales of stuff, just, just when you yep. put in the video games, the keychains, the candy, the, all the merchandising that it's number one. And so to be honest, I thought this would make a little bit more money than it did. Um, considering it's been rumored about or been wanted at least, um, as far as I know for the past 20 years, so, yeah. uh, before we get into general thoughts, kind of, how did you feel about them finally making this movie? And, um, would you have preferred maybe an animated movie or is the live action CG thing kind of the, 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 one of the dream project for this? Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Um, I do think, <clears throat> I do think that a live action adaptation was kind of what we had been craving and certainly with, you know, where CGI has came in the past 20 years, and that kind of thing. We thought, why is this not happening? You know, it's, it, it sells itself. I mean, 
like you said, it's the most profitable franchise in history. It's over Star Wars, over Batman. I mean, over anything. It's you know, it sells, sells, sells. So why have they not made this movie? So when we heard that they were there's one in development, you know, it was really happening that kind of thing. Um, I was very very excited about it. I think I could speak on behalf of the whole fan base. You know, we were all pretty excited. But it kind of leads me to what you said about why it didn't make more money. I. I really think that the reason it's not doing better and hasn't been such a big deal is because of kind of my, it, it kind of ties into my general thoughts, but I'll save, I'll try and save some of that. But really it's more the whole conversation of why is it this? Why, why was this the first Pokemon movie? Why, why is the first live action Pokemon, you know, big theater release movie? Why was it not just called Pokemon? And it's about, Ash Ketchum and going on his Pokemon journey and getting badges and going to the Elite Four and going on his adventure, that kind of thing, you know, just more so a live adaptation of the anime or the, even the video games. Um, but instead, we kind of got this this kind of random story that um, in a lot of ways it was really uh, did the did the source material justice, but in a lot of ways it kind of strayed pretty far from it. Um, and I'll get into more of that later, but um yeah so i mean i was very excited but once i kind of realized what was going on what they were going to do with it um i was a little scared and after seeing it um i can say that i think that those fears were merited to some extent (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely okay let's get into general thoughts here and we'll keep some spoilery stuff uh for a little bit later in the review so we'll start off with richard who uh, saw this movie and was dadgummit he was going to be uh, on for this review. Um, Richard, are you there? He is passed out. He will going to have to join us here in a second. Brian, <laughs> so, what's your general So thoughts? excited. He was so excited. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I have no, I have zero background with, with Pokemon. It was, I don't remember exactly when it came in, but it was, uh, I was a little old for Pokemon when it broke and became popular and stuff. I remember, uh, I remember Magic the Gathering being a thing with some of my classmates and stuff, but I wasn't really into that. And then uh, Pokemon came in um, after me. It came in like my brother's generation. My brother's uh, four years younger than me, and he was really into Pokemon. But for me, just it never hit. Kind of the same with like Power Rangers. I think I was probably two years too old for Power Rangers when it when it started here or, uh, or we had access to it on Fox or whatever. Um, so it's kind of the same thing. I've never, I didn't, I didn't play Pokemon go. I have no, I have no background with it whatsoever. So for me, I'm the exact opposite of Jeff. It was like this trailer came out and I was like, I don't want a freaking Pokemon movie. And then, (laughs) uh, but then I was like, actually, that's a pretty funny trailer. And I, it's accessible at least. And I, maybe that's, I think that's what they were trying to go for. If if I was to uh, to guess or to put myself my uh, self in the shoes of of the studio and whatnot, um, that doesn't necessarily help with uh, with the lifers like you, Jeff. But it does make it maybe perhaps perhaps a little more mainstream accessible for people um, who have either no background on it or are maybe played Pokemon Go when that got big a couple of years ago, and that's kind of all they really know. Now, my kid is sort of into this, and um, and it's like one of these, it's such a it's such a blind spot for me culturally that most things that he's into, you know, he'll ask me questions about, because he's six, and that's what kids do. They, they, you know, they always have a million questions, and blah, 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 and, and most things I can, I can give him some 
information or background or stories or whatever, or I can kind of fake it with, come on. I literally just, I just say, dude, I don't know. I, I don't know any of this stuff. This is not, <laughs> not in my wheelhouse at all. And go ask your uncle. He, he knows some of this stuff. Um, but he got a, uh, I don't want to get too, too deep into stories about my kid, but at uh, book fair, which is still a thing that kids do at public school, uh, at book fair this last, I don't know, like two months ago, he got this big, bought some goosebumps and a fuzzy poster. To <laughs> yeah, color. yeah, dude, it's the exact, it's amazing. <laughs> I've worked the book fair both, both times that they've had. It's it still year. the exact same. There's like it a is poster the exact same thing, yes. it, you know, yes. it's amazing. It's amazing. There's like 400 goosebumps. Still got the smell when you walk in there, yeah. you know, like, yeah. It's oh, incredible. Dude, the book it, fair it, is it the best. It took me back. Yeah. I want to live there. Ruled. Get in that little magazine. I'm going to make my living stuff. room into a book fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, just walk in my living room and it's a scholastic book fair. <laughs> <laughs> just, posters hanging like, on the hey, wall. Babe. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. This, Arthur. That should be the next addition to the VIP club. Oh, um, yeah. That's funny. A visual. That Sorry. But he got anyway. Coop at at book fair got this sort of like encyclopedia of Pokemon, and he's just going through it. And he he can't really read very well, so what's what's this one called? And then he just I don't know. It's like he memorizes everything he can about it. So we anyway, he was super pumped for this movie, and I am so happy that he was, and that um that I had uh, like a buffer or a, a good reason to go see this movie. Not that I wouldn't see it otherwise, but just like I definitely if we didn't have podcasts and if I didn't have a kid, this definitely would be a maybe when it comes on HBO type of movie or something like that. But um, anyway, I took him to see it today. We had a good time. He had a blast. He was super, super pumped and enthused about it. That always helps with movies that I don't that I'm not super into. It's if the kid is really into it, it kind of adds to the enjoyment of it. So I, I had a good time with it. I didn't think, I thought there was a lot of scripting problems and we'll get into some, some details on all this sort of stuff. And I definitely think if this wasn't Ryan Reynolds, it's a much worse movie, but he really, he kind of brings it because he always does. And he does so in a way that is really entertaining and fun to interact with. And that helped a lot because otherwise I'm, I'm not sure how high I would have come out on this. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you, Ryan. I, uh, I'm, I'm with you on the thoughts on the movie, but, uh, this was in my wheelhouse for sure. Hmm. Um, I was probably in fifth grade when the first Game Boy game came out, the red and blue Game Boy games. And so I rode the bus to school every day and every kid on the bus had a Game Boy and was playing that game. And, uh, then the cards came out like a couple months later and I was already in the baseball cards big. And so when the cards came out, that was like, I was way more into the cards than I was ever into the games or the uh, TV show or anything like that. And then I grew out of the cards, you know, year later, or whatever, uh, by the time I got to middle school. And, uh, but then my little sister was growing up and she started watching the TV show and she got really into it. So I handed that stuff down to her and, um, now my nephew is really into it. <laughs> so he oh, has nice. the Pokemon Go and we gave all our cards to him and he's like six or seven years old right now. So um, it's really interesting just the the uh, trajectory of the franchise, uh, the consistency of it. The branding has been so consistent for 20 years. I mean, that Dagum logo is not hasn't changed one 
pixel, you know, since they started, like they're pushing it home. I mean, I know they've introduced new characters, new Pokemon, but, um, I still think there's a golden age of, of this franchise. And that was in the first couple years of it. I agree with, I agree with Jeff. Um, I wanted this to be, to be more of a throwback, um, to be more of a, um, uh, fan service movie, you know, for the people that were 30 that were taking their kids to see it or the kids that grew up on it. I wanted this to appeal more to them. Really, it didn't, it wasn't fan servicey at all, which that kind of surprised me. You know, I, I mean, the only fan servicey things it had were, were, um, just the, the different Pokemon that were in the movie, you know, um, but there wasn't really much reference to the TV show. Uh, there was one scene where Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu kind of is singing the Pokemon theme song, but that's really it. I thought they would play up that stuff way more. I thought there would be way more Easter eggs. I thought this would be Lego movie, but with Pokemon basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't at all. It was, Oh, this, this, this was close to, um, Brian, I made the illusion of kangaroo Jack, but this is close to that <laughs> level. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying, I mean, Ryan Reynolds, you're totally dead on Brian. He saves this movie. If that's anyone else, if yeah. that's Jim Parsons or somebody, I mean, like this is just, <laughs> Wait, like, you know, you just do not care. <laughs> Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go to the, the detective things. Let's go find out the, let's go find your dad. You know, like, can you imagine that? There's uh, clues. There's clues. Um, yeah. <laughs> Gotta say, I don't, I don't want to call anyone out, but, uh, Kent, your, your Jim Parsons was very George Lucasy. I got to give this one to Richard no, I, on the impression. I, oh, yeah. I was going for more. <laughs> mine was producer Stephen E. It kind of sounded to me. I hope no, no slide to producer. Yeah, that was very good, producer Stephen. Thanks for being. This first time producer Yo. Stephen's ever chimed in on the show. So. Um, what? Yeah, this is, um, I mean, it was rough, man. I mean, it had, it started off pretty good. I thought, um, took forever to get to get, to get Pikachu introduced, but, um, I started to start off pretty good. And then there was a moment like, I don't know, 20 minutes in where he's sitting on the train and the, the lick a tongue comes over and just licks him. <laughs> and that, and that's my, uh, and that was when I was like, I can't do this. Like, that's where I totally, if maybe without that one moment, I would have felt way better about this. But like, that was just like the cheapest humor you could possibly do in this kind of movie. And I understand this is four seven year olds, literally, but like, so is Toy Story. But I'm not rolling my eyes in Toy Story. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's still a certain level of intelligence you can have and still mm-hmm. appeal to kids and everybody. Um, I feel like this was going so hard for, we're going to get the Pokemon fans super hyped. And like I said, I have, um, you know, knowledge of this 20 years ago. And I would say probably 30% of this, uh, you know, I got or knew about like some of the, you know, I knew who Pikachu was, obviously I knew um, that they battled. I knew about Charizard. I knew some of the, you know, original Pokemon from the original game, but like, I don't need to know the Panda ones and all that. I didn't know it. No clue what that was. So I'm just thinking about it sitting as a person who has no frame of reference and just like, this must be the worst movie of all time to somebody who has no clue about any of this. So Richard, um, what are your thoughts on detective Pikachu? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, 
I didn't know. I don't know. Probably not surprising anyone. I didn't know anything about this. I thought um, Pikachu was an off-brand Pokemon. Like, I thought there was Pokemon, and then, like, if your parents didn't love you, they bought you Pikachus. (laughs) (laughs) I thought... The Walmart version? Yeah, exactly. I thought that till like, 18 months ago. Um, That's Digimon, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, so I didn't realize they were this, you know, and then this movie, and I was like... And then, you know, the trailers are... You're right, Ken. I was kind of, like, kind of Lego-y movie-ish. I was like, okay, they're having fun with it. Ryan Reynolds, that's great, you know. Uh, this looks like a movie I would really like when I was eight, you know, uh, and it, it, it held to that. I mean, I, I did oh, not yeah. enjoy my, I think eight year olds are, this is going to be the space jam for yeah. eight year olds. Like they're going to be totally. so hyped on this and then they're going to grow up and watch it and be like, Oh <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 I didn't, hate, I mean, I shockingly, I didn't, I mean, I did not enjoy a second of this, but I didn't hate a second of either. I was like, Oh yeah. The whole time it's like, not for you, Richard. It's not for you. Yeah. You know, enjoy mm-hmm. your popcorn. Just get, you know, take it all in. You know, I just kept thinking, like, all time, I'm like, man, my life's weird. Like, this is weird that I'm, <laughs> this is something I do. I go see Detective Pikachu so that dozens of people can hear my uh, <laughs> thoughts on it. You know, but it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, if I'm, in, I was really interested in what you just said, Kent, because I did, couldn't tell if it was fan servicey or not. It didn't seem like it was. But I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know any of the references if there if there were. So I, I, that, that is, I kind of respect that in some way because we just we live in the era of unbridled fan service, both in good and bad ways. So it was kind of refreshing that maybe they just try to tell, you know, take a few things and tell a different story. But man, this is going to be. I was thinking we should do. You know, we do our our top uh, and bottom ten of the year. We should do like our five most mediocre movies of the year <laughs> starting this year. <laughs> <laughs> this has this has a shot at it, right? Sure, sure. Like I looked at the Rotten Tomato score after I tried not to look at those before. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked at the Rotten Tomato score after I was like, yeah, right on. It's like six <laughs> sixty eight or something. You know, one off. That's a shame, but uh, but it was it was you know I was like, yeah, I remember. Be-. So all that to say, yeah, I, I didn't understand what was going on, and but I enjoyed it, and it's for what it was for the couple minutes and and uh you know ryan reynolds is great i mean that's a great that stunt casting when stunt casting works really well uh and a great use of him and we i feel like if we didn't have deadpool we and he did this we'd be like wow that was a really good use of him i, I wish they could find <laughs> something better for him to have that kind of use in but we have deadpool so this just kind of felt a little redundant but uh it was it was if for kids that can't see Deadpool yet, yeah, a great yeah. kind of intro to that kind of snarky uh, type of character. So anyway, I've gone on long enough, but those are my those are my generals. Yeah, it's funny. It, Ryan Reynolds has really found a niche for his charms and his what he brings. You know, um, you know, we we talked about it in the past, and actually we're talking about it this next week in the VIP when we talk about Aladdin. That we're convinced that certain scripts was just like, uh, all right. And then Robin Williams walks in and does Robin Williams things, you know? Um, and I think, I feel like that's what (laughs) like Ryan Reynolds just comes like, we'll just bring Ronald Reynolds in. He'll Ryan Reynolds and then we'll be good. You know, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. like so much of what he brings is his natural charisma, the way he's line delivery, you know, the way he delivers lines, um, his comedic timing, 
um, he really embodies this character. I mean, I got to admit, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about Ryan Reynolds when this movie was, was going on. I thought he did a really good job, um, kind of stooping to the level of the material, if that makes sense. Um, while at the same time having kind of a meta attitude about it, which was, uh, which was pretty funny. So there was some stuff for us in there. It's just, there wasn't enough. This, this is a movie for kids. Um, but sadly it's way too kiddie. Um, but you're right. You're right, guys, uh, that he does have a global appeal. I was on our talk sport hit a couple weeks ago talking about this movie. And um, and Andy on there was like, you know what? I'm not going to see it. I wasn't going to see it, but then I see Ryan Reynolds is in it. And I'm all in for anything that he's in on. And I am too, man. He, um, he, he knocked it out of the park with this one. He's the MVP of the movie for sure. Um, Justice Smith, um, I don't know who he Ugh. is but this did not do him any favors <laughs> at all i don't know how much he was in jurassic park yeah wasn't he jurassic world kingdom. i mean jurassic world, world, jurassic world kingdom. kingdom yeah 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 oh yeah oh i remember him oh yeah i remember that <laughs> oh. um yeah that well that was he was he was not great um but i mean i like how this started um jeff i'm gonna get your thoughts in a second but uh, i liked how this started man i really liked the intro where they're out there like hunting Pokemon with the Cubone thing. And I was like, okay, this is cool. This is like when in the video game, when you're walking through the fields and you stumble across one, right? Like it was a cool adaptation of what you would expect, but that was really it. And then when they get to the city, it just gets kind of convoluted. I like the battle sequence though. So that, uh, that's obviously in the trailer, but, um, I thought that was a, it was well executed for what you would think it would be from the video games and, comics and tv and and all that so jeff as the as the fan of this what what was your as a lifer of this i should say um how did you feel did you like it um i mean it's one of those things where i kind of uh i can't say no i did not like it because you know i did get to see some of those creatures or those characters mm -hmm. on the big screen which i've never done before in that way so i mean you know there are there's definitely things about the movie that i you know will cherish and things like that but for starters, I guess I just didn't realize how much of a kid's movie it was going to be. And that's probably my fault. But I try and stay away from as much trailers and online stuff and articles as I can uh, going into these types of things. And uh, I really thought this was like PG-13. And especially with Ryan Reynolds, I thought it would be just a little more edgier, a little more for, you know, my generation, our generation. I'm 25. So, I mean, you know, I just thought it'd be a little more. Uh, well, I was very obviously I was very wrong about that. It was very much a kid's movie, which is fine. It's a, I understand that I am a 25 uh, year old fan of a uh, predominantly children's property, but um, I just wasn't expecting that. Um, my kind of whole thoughts on the, once I realized what the movie, you know, was going to be, um, you know, the past few weeks or whatever, um, trailers and things started dropping and I did see, uh, I was kind of like, why, uh, why is Pikachu <clears throat> talk? That was like my first thing was like, <clears throat> why, why are, why is Pikachu even talking? I understand this is based on a video game, uh, from the DS, uh, the Nintendo DS. Apparently he's a detective in that. I haven't played that particular game. Um, but you know, what? Not are only, you a fan, bro? I mean, yeah, on. I stay away from the like <laughs> super, uh, you know, spinoffy type uh, games and things. But yeah, so it was kind of weird to me. You know, why does he talk? That's I couldn't get over that. But then once I finally accepted that, I'm like, okay, why is Pikachu a middle aged man uh, instead of 
you know, like a, a cute child voice or something. He's he's a grown man, which is just I don't know, it's just kind of strange to me. Um, but I mean, aside from all that, if I just kind of accept all that, because obviously I had to, um, I think visually the movie was uh, beautiful to look at. I saw it both in a standard and a 3D format, um, and I think the CGI was incredible. Uh, and it was a, it was a lot of fun to look at. I mean, and for the most part, it kept my attention the whole time. It was it was pretty entertaining. Um, so I mean, it, it was okay. It was fine. Uh, as I mean, as a fan, I would say you know I didn't hate it, but I also didn't love it. Yeah, I just thought it would be more clever. Does that make sense? It yeah. was so. It felt thrown together. And to your point, Brian, um, uh, earlier of why is this the the one that they decided to to do of you mm-hmm. know of in 20 years that this is one the one they decided to do um and Jeff when you said it should just be called Pokemon it should be Ash Ketchum I agree to, I agree that uh I agree with that but um to a certain extent I think you got to open up the world to that in some way I think this is a great introduction to the environments that they're creating, I think it, it they pulled off the CG aspect yeah. really well. I didn't feel like that held the movie back um, at all. They spent a lot of time. I was reading an interview with the director, um, Rob Letterman, and he was um, saying that they spent a lot of time on the creatures on like odd, really disgusting amount of time on the detail of the creatures. Like they actually built skeletons for everyone and how they would move and tested all kinds of different, um, you know, for example, the eyes of the creatures had to be proportioned right to where they wouldn't dry out in real life. If they were that size, things like that, that are just like, you would never think about uh, or and probably shouldn't have for this movie but they the the, the <laughs> amount of detail that they went to this is almost dumb and uh he said that they just they they he said they spent like something like 3 months on Pikachu on just Pikachu getting the design right for that which they obviously didn't do with the Sonic movie but uh that <laughs> because I thought Pikachu looked great I thought um the uh, emotion that they got out of the mocap from Ryan Reynolds was was really solid, and they said that most of the tests they were doing that Pikachu's natural face on cartoon is like flat, you know, and that they had such a hard time getting emotion from the character because like they would do the thing and then they would add the fur onto the face and it would just completely kill all of the um, emotion from the ca- performance capture. So they had a lot of trouble dialing that in, and I thought they did a really good job with the character design on almost all the characters. Um, was there anything that you disliked about that aspect of things, um, Pokemon fan Jeff? Um, as far as the actual creature design, no, I didn't have a lot of complaints. Um, one of one of the big ones is kind of related was that. Um, well, although they did, I think they did a good job of trying to represent each generation. Um, well, there's a few from each gen, you know, gen one, gen two, gen so on and so forth. Um, there was a lot of repetitive, uh, you know, how many times, I mean, and they're probably, you know, creatures that you don't even recognize, obviously, but, um, you know, how many times do we see an apalm or a braviary or a slacking just sitting in the background sleeping and, uh, or an octillery and it's like, 
there are 900 of these things now. And you're telling me that these same 20 or 30 are just all over, you know, these are the Mm -hmm. 30 that you always see when there's 900 of them. Um, so, I mean, I, by no means am I a CGI uh, artist, so I, I'm sure it takes them much longer, but just from a visual standpoint or from a, you know, an audience member standpoint, I was kind of like, really that one again. Um, but as far as the designs goes, I thought they were pretty spot on for the most part. There were a couple of sizing issues from, uh, just from a cannot, um, you know, like a, a Canon, uh, standpoint. Um, there were some that were very off on size, but for the most part, I think they did a good job with the textures and making them look like real animals, you know, that they were believable that they could really exist in that world with, you know, humans. <clears throat> yeah. I thought, uh, I thought that was all accurate for the most part, uh, for what I would have expected it would have been. Um, do we want to move into spoilers now? So we don't have to worry about any spoilers. Okay. So spoilers, yeah. Pe- detective Pikachu spoilers. Can't believe I just said that. I'm coming. <laughs> um, I've got uh chimp chase sequence. Didn't really like that. Um, wasn't really with that. Uh, actually the, the moment that made me laugh out loud the most was the silent, but deadly thing <laughs> with Pikachu. And he's like, I'm still, my stomach's still upset from all the coffee. You know, he's like, uh, when he's drinking, uh, the coffee and I, the Mr. Mime thing killed me. I thought that was super funny. Like I thought there would be more clever stuff like that. Like uses of, Practical uses for these Pokemon in the real world, like the whole we're gonna cross, you know, Pokemon and people live in the same city together, synonymous with each other. Um, there's a, I think there's a scene here where they show like a firefighters and they have a bunch of squirtles like squirting out the fire, you know, like things like that that like would have shown practical applications or at least funny things instead of just like a character walks by the screen and that's like its inclusion. You know, I thought that was like, (laughs) let's just, let's just fill this scene with 30 Pokemon and then we're good. You know, like I I thought it would have been more, more thought out more. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like I said, you've got 20 years of source material to play off of here that it would have been more fan servicey. Yeah. And it did. I mean, it does. It was like every character you have to know. Um, They don't explain everything. And um, some of the main stuff is fan servicey, like Mewtwo, of course. Um, and I thought that stuff was cool, but um, like I said, I thought it would have been just yeah from <laughs> from point A to point you know from moment one to to the ro- credits rolling, just like filled with crap, and it was just it was boring, honestly, for some of it. So yeah, yeah, way I mean, too into like the emotion of the family yes. and all, just. <clears throat> Oh. It's a bad script. Yeah. It's just a bad script. I really think that's what comes down to more than anything else. Is I actually, as so again, as somebody who I have no background with this, I don't care about Pokemon. Uh, I'm not against it, but it's just not a thing that is. I'm actively involved in my world. I think it was. A, I think it's a good idea on paper. It really, e- even after seeing the movie, I'm like, gosh, the 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 pitch for this still works really well. It's a fun world. It's a pretty well created world too. The, just the idea of the Pokemon walking around with humans and they set that up with two lines of, of uh, explainer dialogue right off the bat of like Pokemon have been around since the whatever century and all this sort of like, okay, cool. That's all I needed to know. And I don't need any further explanation on it. Just this is the world you've established. That's great. That totally worked well. And then, you know, 
Pikachu's cool and Psyduck is kind of funny for a minute and there's some other little things here and there. It's just, it's a really bland script and there's too many, there's a lot of credited writers and um, source material that is being, and, and I think that kind of shows. It seems like a movie that has a lot of hands uh, working on it and maybe not all of them are work, working in uh, synchronicity, you know? And that just, it that becomes more and more apparent as the movie goes. Like I was kind of stringing along for a long time, for a long time. I was like, that's fine. This isn't great. It's not a tight script by any means, but my kids enjoying it and I'm, I'm fine. Like I'm not miserable by any means. And it's, it's keeping me engaged. The further it goes, the more you're just like, okay, but there's none of this really makes any sense. There's not really a lot of logic to what is happening here. And, and to your point, Kent, I'm fine with that. I can go along with there's not much logic to anything that's happening because I love the Fast and Furious movies. You know, like I don't need logic in every saying movie there's not logic to make in those sense. movies. <laughs> you know, so uh. I, uh, not to turn my back on family or anything, but um, yeah. I, I don't. That's fine. You can get away with that for me at least without any problem. But I do need a little, a little more cleverness i need a little bit more to keep my uh keep the humor engaged keep me from getting to a place from like well why does that that doesn't work or why does that happen or what's the point of this and where are all these it it just it it's a lot of stringy threads of ideas that are kind of tied together in a really messy bow and it's it it does feel like, like well we're getting away with this because it's a kids movie and that's i don't think that's even as somebody, I mean, I know Jeff, you're, you're a Pokemon guy. This is your thing. And I don't, again, I don't care, but I, even, even for me, it felt like this is pretty lazy on the, <laughs> the pulling it all together front. And I don't, you know, this, this is not, this doesn't matter to me. I do not have a Pokemon tattoo, so I can't, <laughs> you know, I can't imagine that it worked perfectly for a lot of uh, a lot of fans of the movie and you're right Kent too I think you said that you can do kids movies um, that appeal to adults as well and they 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 did that to I don't know three-fourths of the way you know but it's not a full, they tried they really yeah, did they, try. they made an attempt and you just kind of wish you uh, you know the serenity kinda, now line and things like that yeah you know? there's a few lines i laughed at I, mm. I thought it's just a really it's a poorly written script from a plotting standpoint for sure and i think pretty much all the dialogue that doesn't come out of pikachu is is really poorly poorly written and honestly poorly delivered i thought both uh justice smith and and Catherine newton who we both of them we've seen in other things and i i've never felt like oh they're terrible um they were not they were not very good in this and i don't i don't think they got a lot of great direction either on yeah i mean Catherine, that that, that character, that character was bad it was, it was a horribly designed yeah just a horribly designed character that was and that she i don't think she did a great job with it but she probably wasn't working with a lot either and that's the last that's a bump the last uh scene where she's running like don't let your Pokemon breathe the air, breathe the gas. And it's like the gas has been out there for a good three and a half minutes. It's like, they definitely already breathed the gas. You're a little too late lady. It's like, I, I, that was, that was pretty funny. But did you guys think it was a, a cop out for Mewtwo to not be the villain? 
I did. Uh, because the whole, <laughs> oh, it's the guy in the suit oh, who's boy. the real who's the real uh, villain. Because I think Mewtwo is an awesome villain, and Mewtwo Man or whatever we want to call him when he takes over Mewtwo <laughs> was awesome. I thought that was really intimidating, powerful, all of that. I thought it worked really well that whole sequence at the end. Um, and I actually liked the use of the balloon parade because they do a Pikachu balloon at every Macy's Thanksgiving day parade. So I thought that was a cool tie in to reality and, um, a play off that. But what did you think about the villain in the end, Jeff, the Pokemon master? Um, so I thought it was, uh, I mean, it, yeah, like you said, it was a little bit of a cop out. Yeah. Um, I liked when he um, was describing Mewtwo when the, the guy, uh, Clifford, um, the older one, he was describing Mewtwo to uh, Justice Smith's character, uh, Tim, and he's he calls him a man-made abomination. He uses that word. It's very uh, it's used very well. And I was like, oh, man, an abomination. You know, this guy, he's no good. Like, you know, I was like, you know, I was buying it that he was this horrible villain. Uh, and then, of course, you find out he's not, um, which, you know, it is a kid's movie, you know, so you don't want to make the guy who's on T-shirts and on cards and stuff to buy. You don't want to villainize him. You want kids to like him. Uh, so I get that. And also it was, it was a good, uh, callback to the original, the, the first animated movie, Pokemon, the first movie, um, where Mewtwo, uh, realizes that not all humans are bad when he sees Ash crying over the Pikachu or whatever, or the Pikachu crying over Ash. And, uh, so he fixes everything. So it's a callback to that. Um, but something that I didn't really, um, I saw with my girlfriend and, uh, we were both talking about, uh, they mentioned that when they're, when they're going through the, uh, the holograms and they're, you know, kind of finding out about what happened when they're Mm -hmm. in the lab, Mm -hmm. uh, you find out, I mean, it blatantly says that that is the same Mewtwo from 20 years ago. It is the one. Oh, there's only Um, one Mewtwo. Yeah. There's only one Mewtwo. And I mean, I kind of thought that that was just, you know, this is our first encounter with Mewtwo in this universe. They don't know of it, but the, the scientist says, Oh, you know, we need to capture Mewtwo just like they did 20 years ago when he escaped. Um, so that confirms that it's the same Mewtwo within the canon. Um, and so that, first of all, that makes this a very, in a roundabout way, a very loose sequel, really. It really kind of is a sequel to the original movie. Uh, And not only that, but Mewtwo finds out in the original movie that not all humans are bad, and he kind of turns the, uh, you know, over a new leaf in that movie. So if this is the same Mewtwo, uh, it was just kind of a little, it was one of those moments, I mean, yeah, it's a movie, but it was kind of one of those moments where, like, "Eh, he's already not a bad guy, though. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, it was just one of those things I just had to swallow. Yeah, if they're keeping it canon and all that. Um, yeah. Did you, or did it surprise you that they didn't throw more world building into this, like uh, from the from the old times, like like Team Rocket? I remember. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Like I was all of the, all of the time. Brock, um, Misty, all of that stuff. I thought like the end of this movie was going to be like. We see Team Rocket, he meets Ash at the end, you know, Pikachu yeah. meets Ash, and then, like, now we move into the, like, Pokemon cinematic universe, right? Um, right, yeah. There was, was none was of that. It. I was very surprised that they they didn't, like, all right, we're making this movie, let's just, let's do it. Let's let's build this world, let's let's start with this thing. It feels like this is, like, a, almost a one-off, which is very odd. Yeah. Thought they would. It's like they don't want to make any more money. <laughs> yeah, it's like very shocking. Maybe they're just like, you know what? Let's make the movie. 
just people will stop asking about it and we can just right. make video games again. But yeah. it's but it's crazy. Um, you know, I I compare this to uh, Ninja Turtles um and I compare it to Star Wars as like a franchise that every generation it just comes back around and yeah. every generation, every kid uh, uh you know, or at least um boys that um you know, my cousins and, and nephews and things like that, they've all been into Star Wars or Ninja Turtles at some point, you know, it just kind of enters their zeitgeist. Um, and I feel like Pokemon is the same way. And this is going to introduce it to a whole new generation of kids who are going to now find the video games and things and, and all that. So I'm sure we'll see more of this, but, uh, any closing thoughts, guys, Richard, did we get to you on anything? Um, how long did you make it by the way? Not the whole, not the whole film. Uh, do we want to play the game or, yeah. or what do we want? How long did Richard make it? All right. You got to go, uh, Brian. Um, I'll go. This movie is an hour, 44 minutes long. So I will say 65 minutes. Oh, okay. Just over an hour. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going more than that. I'm going 80 minutes because Pikachu doesn't even get come in until like 30 minutes in. <laughs> so I knew he had to Fair. wait for that and then give it some time. So, yep. Fair. Um, yeah, I'm going 80. What about you, Jeff? Jeff, what you got? Um, I, my guess is, I, I don't know the timestamp on it, but the scene where Justice Smith, who I agree was pretty bad, he uh, was, he was yeah. talking to the Pikachu, Detective Pikachu at the fountain. Uh-huh. And he's he just shows some respect. He, he didn't yeah, like crying. And all yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. He and he tells him that his dad would be proud of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He I tells couldn't. him that his dad would be proud of him. I'm assuming uh-huh. it was shortly after that scene, wherever that was. All right. Where was it? Uh, it was. Uh, there was no. I, I will say spoiler alert. There was no um, real scene. There was no. It wasn't a throw my hands up like nah. This isn't <laughs> for me. One of those. It was more of a. You know what am I doing here? This is you know I've, I've I got a good feel for this and and this is fine and and you know I, I don't care how this ends. That's always that the epiphany. A lot of times, like I, I'm only sitting here to figure out how this ends. I don't care. Um. And it, I did not. I looked it up later. I did not see the full. Um, every character dies, which I didn't see coming. Um, <laughs> so I was. I, I, now I kind of wish I'd stay. Got a crossover to the MCU. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I made it. Kent, you pretty much nailed it. I made it most of the way through. Uh, if so, I made it all uh, pretty much right in an hour and a half. Yeah. Nice. I was. Uh, I was checking the watch. This is a little bit long. For me, yeah. um, it got, it, got just, it gets way too deep and the whole stuff with the consciousness going in the Pokemon and then trying to like, so Ryan Reynolds was the owner of the Pikachu and now it's not like that whole twist. If you want to call it that, I don't know that, that, that didn't play out very good. It was sloppy. Agree. Um, very much. It agree. wasn't, yeah. it was trying to be heartfelt and all this and it fell flat. And it was trying to take a note from the Lego movie in that regard and, and didn't, didn't uh, hit the note. So mm-hmm. that's not, that's not good. I thought this would, it, it did not end on a good note, this movie. Like I said, I thought it would have ended positive and here we go into the next three movies and, and no, that didn't happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. just to wrap things up, uh, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. No, as you say, on one hand, I give it credit for not, uh, existing solely to create a new franchise, you know, like that's a big whip to us who have to watch a uh, hundred movies a year uh, to just 
perpetually feel like oh, this all this is is just uh, alita you know just all this is is a setup for a sequel so if this is truly a one-off like it's kind of great i'm i'm actually actually like that concept and that's that part of it makes sense to me the the way in which it's tied up at the end with the actually the pikachu was your dad the whole time was terrible just a really terrible note and i don't care what source material or not or anything like that that's it it was a really it was a really stupid lackluster way to end a movie and it did it felt like a if you were on a high towards the end of the you know the whole battle sequence and whatnot which i wasn't but it was a nice fine plateau of of decent, you know, and then that note drops just like, what? What are we doing? Yeah. Like that felt like a a massive letdown at and that the, point. Uh, and, and I wasn't even all that invested, you know. It right. just felt like a really stupid way to finish out the movie. And the uh the MacGuffin of Mewtwo wiped my memories. That's why I can't <laughs> yeah. remember anything yeah. previous right. to yeah. today, you know, all that. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Um so I do want to end on just kind of the box office outlook for this. It did finish with the biggest opening of all time for a video game adaptation, um, which is surprising at a $58 million domestic debut. Um, that tops Laura Croft Tomb Raider from 2001 with Angelina Jolie, which made $47 million. And um, it looks like it's going to do around uh, 170 domestically total is what they're projecting for it. And we'll have to see what it does Overseas, so far it's made 100 million, um, and so it's going to be a decent, I guess, outpouring for this when it's all said and done. But it is apparently the first video game movie ever to be fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I saw that somewhere. I don't know if I believe that. I can't think of another one that's good. I believe or it. would have been fresh. I but believe it. I don't know if I don't know. We might have to knock it down a peg. But um. <laughs> I do remember when we did Tomb Raider. Uh, the new one last year, yeah. the year before, I, I don't remember what year that was. We, I, I think I gave that a fresh rating and it was, it was rotten, but I think it was the highest rated video game movie at that, at that wow. time. I, I feel like I remember of that was like a theatrical release. I think there's some that were like straight to DVD ones or something that had higher scores, yeah. but Yeah. So I believe it. Okay. Believe it. All right. It's grades time. Let's do this. Um, all right. I'm going to grade this one out at a, uh, hmm. This one's tough. I'm going to go B minus on this one. Brian. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm right in that range too. It's, it's, I think it's a C minus without Ryan Reynolds. If, if you just replace him mm-hmm. with a, with an average voice actor. I think he, he really brings a lot to what's happening. Jeff, you're right. Like CGI was, was good. I, I liked the world. I liked the, the creation of it and the, the way it works and the, the look of it and everything. I thought that was all, it was all well. I just, good gracious. That script is appall is really bad. And the acting is not much better. I'm, I'm going to go with you, Ken. I'm going to, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go B minus B minus for me. Okay. Richard, what about you, bud? I'm going to go see. I think it's an F without Reynolds. So yeah. I'm going to say <laughs> C. I'll just give it a flat out C. Okay. All right, uh, Jeff. Yeah, I um, 
I just I just got to be honest. I'm really disappointed with this. It's uh, it's just not what I wanted, and I understand that that is me being selfish and an elitist, you know, scumbag. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I saw this uh, movie. I know. I mean, you guys are local, so I'll say I saw it at the Grapevine Mills Mall, mm-hmm. uh, and there's Legoland right across the way. And I think there was a like a birthday party or something in my theater because there were I don't know a thousand kids in there. They all had Legoland stuff. And they were crawling all over the ceiling and screaming and throwing things and kicking my seat the whole time. And so it was a really horrible experience. But aside from that, I did see it the night before um, with mainly adults and I still didn't enjoy it. I mean, even, you know, in a, in that setting. So yeah, I, I'm going to have to say C plus. I mean, it just, it wasn't what they did well bringing those characters to the screen. I appreciated, but it, it was not good. You should have gone to the 21 and up screening. We don't have to worry about the, that you know yeah, they don't allow I kids have to figure that out yeah, they ID they, everybody so. <laughs> and they don't even they don't even allow kids in there they actually make the kids sit in the lobby where their parents go in so you could have done that yeah i've, I've heard that such a place exists so there you go all right okay um good times and we're going to end this and move on to recommends boom weekly recommends all right uh jeff give us your recommend yeah, um, my recommend is actually um, a musician. Um, I've been listening to them nonstop recently. They, um, the group is the name of the group is The Midnight, uh, and I actually asked Brian about it on Twitter the other day because I thought he might have been at their show here. Um, he was not, but I was, and uh, I'm super enjoying them. They're uh, like a I don't know if you guys are familiar uh, synthwave retro wave. Um, it's kind of like a modern take on 80s music. There's a lot of synthesizers and saxophone uh, and that kind of uh, style, but it's all you know brand new music and it's just two guys there's a producer um and um a main a lead vocalist and they kind of do all the instrumentation themselves and uh yeah i love them the midnight uh if you if you're into anything 80s or retro or just anything kind of experimental i think that they have something for everybody and you can find all their music on spotify or you know wherever so yeah the midnight all right um rb what you got yeah, I'm going to recommend a uh, music as well. I don't think I did it, got a chance to do it a couple weeks ago because there was a lot of a lot of Richard uh, art out in the world. Richard aimed uh, stuff going on right now, so I'm, I'm backed up on recommends. But uh, uh, Josh Ritter, who's my favorite musician, has a new uh, album out about I don't know three weeks ago or so, and it's uh, it's very good. Brian, I know, has turned it a few yes. times in the Gill yes. household, and uh, Brian's seen him live. I think in a couple weeks, a week or two, yeah. uh, or or maybe more than that, but. But yeah, so I'm uh, jealous of that, but excited. Uh, oh, anytime there's new Josh Ritter music, it's all good. Great, my favorite lyricist uh, in the world, and also a great musician and singer as well. So, uh, yeah, so Josh Ritter, uh, the album's called Fever Breaks. Awesome, uh, Brian, what you got? Good recommend there, Arby. I have listened to that nonstop on the old turntable here in the in the uh, Brian Gill office. Love that album. Seeing him in a couple weeks. Very pumped. Uh, I'm going to recommend a book. It's called Sprawl Ball by Kirk Goldsberry. It is a sports book. Oh, yeah, I want to read that. Book. It is awesome. It's a, he is a, uh, he was like a Harvard math professor, I think, right? Economics, something, something uh, smart that I don't understand. Uh, I started writing for Grantland a few years ago, and he does these great shot charts, which I hate math. I'm like, my brain just doesn't work with math at all. Um, but I, I love statistics and I love maps and graphs and uh, visual interpretations of, of data and stuff. And so he's been do I've, he's been doing this stuff 
for Grantland and, and then ESPN for for a long time, and they're always really cool. Um, this book is some of that. It's a, it's like a mix of like history of basketball from a kind of a data statistical standpoint, and then like the back third of the book is all about the future of the NBA and where the game is going. And I think what's really cool is he has some suggestions for rule changes and stuff and has very good basis and, and thoughts on why these things would be a good idea and what impact that would have. So it's a, it's a really cool, really well written book, especially I'm always in awe of somebody who can take something that is such a confusing or complex topic like math is for me. I just don't understand higher learning math at all and translate it into something that I can understand. Like that's what makes, um, like Michael Lewis and, um, who's the other guy, the, um, Oh, the Freakonomics guy. Uh, uh, I'm losing my, Five thirty eight. Nate Silver? 538. Nate Silver's pretty good at it too, but uh, it'll hit me later and I'll Oh, Freakonomics. Yeah, I know you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I'll, I'll yell. But but that is like I, that's a, such a skill to take something that is very complex and difficult to understand and make it something that that the average person can grasp and and know how to do. And so he does he's just such a great job with it. So, it's a really cool book. Even if you're not a huge basketball <laughs> fan, I would I would think that it's it's a good read, but um, if you are a basketball fan, I think it's probably uh it, it, it may be essential reading for uh, for for us basketball fans, and it's great. Lots of cool pictures, great artwork, and uh, and the, the shot charts are really cool. So check that out again. It's Sprawl Ball by Kirk Goldsberry. That's awesome. I need to. I need, I've seen a lot of those charts on Twitter. People have been tweeting them out and starting threads over them. It's really interesting. It's really interesting stuff. Good. Good recommend. Um, I'm going to recommend a documentary. That I finally got a chance to watch. Uh, it just recently was out in theaters this year. I think it's on demand on digital at this point. Um, it's called Apollo 11, and it's a documentary about Apollo 11. <laughs> and um, it's a documentary version of First Man, essentially. Um, it's less focused on Neil Armstrong, of course, but um, they focus on that. This might be the most well-assembled documentary I've ever seen. I mean, it is unbelievable. <laughs> The footage that they have, the way they put it together, there's no narrator. It's all Nat sound. It's all Nat footage from from back in the day, all chronological. I mean, this thing is is incredible. It's all edited and directed by one dude who put this together, and um, with the help of CNN Films and this other guy who some audio engineer, uh, you know, some Harvard audio engineer or something took all the original Apollo 11 tapes and remastered them digitally and cleaned them up to where they sound great, you know, yeah. and it makes such a huge difference. And so that was the base, the base for this documentary was just the audio tapes. And they went back and found a lot of the footage and they've synced it up with like the words of these audio tapes, you know, it's incredible. You guys definitely need to check this out. Apollo 11 uh, documentary. If you're a NASA fan, space guy, documentary person, this one is a must see. Um, it's already it's in my top movies of the year for sure already, yeah. and it, it might be uh, further. Brian, have you seen it? Yeah, I love it. I second yeah. that recommendation. It's a great. It's a really, really cool documentary. Really well done. Really good. Uh, not what you would expect it, it to be, and so that's what caught me off guard. But that's what made it appealing, in my opinion. So, yeah, uh, definitely recommend that. Apollo Eleven. Okay, good, good stuff. Um, you can catch Richard online at Richard Barden. 
on Twitter if you want to get a hold of him. Um, Jeff, thanks for joining us. Uh, do come, can the Mam fam or Pokemon fans around the world follow you on social <laughs> media if they want to? Yeah, of course. Uh, you can follow my uh, Instagram at jgarrison515. Um, I'm on Twitter at 222SXE. Okay. Nice. nice. There nice. you go. Brian, where can we find you? You can find me on the Twitter, Beagle12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter, which will be out uh, later later this week, I think. So be on, be on the lookout for that. Boom. You can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison and on all social media there as well. Um, please reach out to us online, madaboutmoviespodcast.com and at madaboutmovies on Twitter. We love carrying the conversation uh, off the air and continuing that. You can email us as well. All that information is on our website. So um, stay tuned, VIPs, for a conversation on Aladdin coming very soon before the reboot. Uh, we're talking the original animated movie. And next week, I believe we're talking John Wick. Right, Brian? Yeah. John Wick 3. John Wick that 3. Is. And so, next week, Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, that's right. That's right. And AMA. So it's all coming up. It's getting, it's getting, uh, it's getting exciting. So thank you again for listening. And we'll see you next time after the cinema. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salad and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I've got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salad and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Your salad is scrambled eggs. They're calling again.